Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek, a sixth generation shaman and best selling author of Spirit Hacking, bridges the gap between science and spirituality and brings us back to our roots. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders, to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. The time has come to end codependency and put the power back into people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. What is the shaman school? No. You're not going to be studying to pursue a career in shamanism or to bang a drum. The definition of shamanism is one who understands relationship. The shaman school offering reminds you how to have a better relationship with things and how to nurture these relationships, whether it be with yourself, the food you eat, the people you meet, your ancestry, community, the global community, animals, nature, and so forth. My goal is is to demystify spirituality, to add a bit of science and understanding of how things operate in the energetic planes. The Shaman School's no-nonsense teaching explores all faculties of experience, from the physical, the emotional range, the mental capacity for information, dialogue, lexicon, energy, perception, awareness, how to understand the energy of currency, and so much more. Fundamental education teaches the basics that we need in society. How to read, write, add, subtract, pay our bills, or how to become doctors, artists, mechanics, etc. But the Shaman School is a school that we all should have been a part of. One that offers the additional tools needed to better understand who we are, why we think the way we do, what's going on behind the scenes, and what we are actually seeing and processing. Are you living well? Are you paying bills just to keep the roof over your head? Are you in a relationship but not fulfilled? Satisfaction cannot be lowered anymore by the inability to recognize possibility. Living well means fulfilling your ideas and your goals and your dreams and having the best time doing it. In the Shaman School, I've extracted the best from all of the world philosophies, religions, spiritual teachings, and theories, offering a juice without pulp that will empower your life. The Shaman School invites you to a world where you're able to seize the tools of understanding, where you're able to have fun and have more because you deserve more. Go to shamandurek.com and click on the Shaman School for the first step toward ultimate happiness and an understanding of your truest self. Let's make things easier and not harder for our life. We deserve that. See you soon. Hey tribe, so we are at this amazing junction, this collective interval in time-space dimension that has been seen and experienced for so long as a possibility. And when I'm saying that, I mean that all of the ancients and all from the ancient times saw a moment of this resurgence, this gathering, this recollective 
of individuals finding each other through lifetimes. And that's a really powerful thing because not all of the souls who come to earth come at the exact same time. They come at different times or they jump from one era to another era, you know, in the bodies of different people to be able to orchestrate different energies and learn from them or take from them and use them in a different lifetime. And so this time, so many powerful beings have come at this moment and incarnated on earth and have been literally waiting for this time that we're experiencing right now. This transitional time is not meant to be met with fear. No, it's to be met with gratefulness. And I know that may seem a lot for a lot of people because some people have lost family members and people who um, were dear to you or close to you or you have experienced a lot of turmoil financially and things of this nature. But I assure you, meet this time with gratefulness in your heart and you shall see the bounty and the reward of this moment. You see, the leveling up, the lifting and the shifting of the two frequencies of duality that have been created by the disbursement of the mind of men and women on this planet is finding its way back to each other. And that's a process. It's a big, big process. Because the process of that is about creating these magnetic polarities that have been completely pulling away in an opposite projection are now changing the energy frequencies on the outside that created them to begin with and affecting them so that they can find their way back into synergy. Wow. (laughs) It's really amazing when you think about it. Even just from the standpoint of human intellect, right? The aspects of your brain that perceived one level of consciousness is now able to perceive other levels of consciousness simultaneously. So that means you're able to see all of the different patterns and different energies showing up. Whereas before, when the, when the polarities were not actually shifting the outer of its creator source and then changing its, um, its center so that it can find each other and go into synergy, it would stay in just dualistic form. So we only saw what was presented to us and we accepted it and we went along with it. Hence, your great-grandparents and your parents and, and so forth, right? When they, like my dad, my mom, their generation, just accepted what was presented to them. They didn't question the authorities until it got to a huge extreme. If you look at the 60s and 70s, right with war and bombs and everything but even before the bombs and the war and all of that started they still accepted it they still sent their uh their soldiers and they sent people in to deal with these wars and conflicts but what if the world gets to a place where they can actually see the possibility of no war on this planet the possibility of complete letting go of these human discords that we have when we can't sort things out through our power struggles because we're so disconnected and not fully integrated. So that's what's happening. So what's happening is people are getting fed up. 
so a lot of people are running around and saying everyone's lying to us and other people are saying no they're not keep everything this way and other people were like i don't even want to be involved in it that's more like me i don't want to be involved in it. i'm involved but i'm not involved meaning i'm involved in the sense of i'm experiencing i know what's happening i know what everyone is feeling and thinking and i can feel all the suffering all the pain everything i get it however i'm not reacting to it meaning i'm not giving my i'm not throwing my chip in the bunch i'm not throwing my energy or my attention or any of that in there i'm not placing my bet in that type of energy the only place i'm putting my energy is on love intelligence emotional intelligence women accelerating feminine energy in men removing labels and conditions that have been placed on us getting rid of box and definitions of human consciousness based upon uh constructive conglomerate ideas of society such as social groups and hierarchies and this you know gurus celebrities and influencers and people who may are think they're better because of certain things that they've achieved or certain things they've obtained and really getting into like shifting that frequency by putting my attention into that that those things don't become the value of a human spirit and that the value of a human spirit is based upon the idea of how much you give and love and support and show up and be present in love so the contribution of life is not like how much money i have and how much things i own and how many cars i rock and how many uh blings i have and rolexes and all the different things that people are into these days which i just you know i lose track cuz it's always something new right it's always some new shiny glimmery glamorous material item that makes people go ooh ah i have to have that and i'll do anything i can to get it even to kill someone so i can get their shoes that is literally very low frequency consciousness because that's operating on the idea that something outside of you actually fulfills you to give you some moment of peace when the peace is generated by you. So you're just not tapping into that peace network, right? That love network, that joy network, that orgasmic, happy feeling network that is always present inside of you, right? The intelligence is just waiting for you to take acknowledgement. The energy of you buying something and getting these 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 rush, you know, this like dopamine release and all of that is only generated because you've placed your attention on the idea that you can't feel happy unless you get something instead of it being the opposite which is to give without needing to receive creates the flow that allows us to be able to grow and expand and amplify so even as i'm here right now i'm giving to you i'm pouring into you love and i'm pouring into you information so that you can remember who you are and how amazing you are how powerful you are how rock and roll you are how hip hop you are however you want to perceive it right just lit lit leader of legacy just full on right lit rockin to see the potential that you have so that when you see all of these people outside of you that you like you may have statues or buddha statues and you know pictures of christ and pictures of you know different people that you look up to as the spiritual um you know um holies you realize that you are one of those as well but in order for you to see that you have to get rid of that dualistic field of hierarchy cuz that hierarchy limits you from being able to see the realness 
of what is being present in the sister and brotherhood family, right? It's not, I'm your brother and I'm above you and you're my sister and you're below me. It's not like that. It's that we are all in a family. This is a beautiful family, a universal family. And if we continue to hold on to this, this misconception and this, this understanding of hierarchy and disillusionment, then we are literally taking away the very values of true evolution because we'll never be able to intercede or connect with or engage with in intimacy and, and relationship with other beings outside of our planetary experience because we're going to come in there like gangbusters and be like, yo, we, 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 you know, you know, we do this and we like this and we got this thing going on and we got this, what you got, what you got, what you got, right? And the thing is, they're not going to operate from a hierarchy position. They're going to operate from a corporation, from a family unit, from a connection unit. And so if we are emulating that energy, then we're probably going to connect with beings that are not in that level, but we're going to connect with ones that are more similar to us. We're still stuck in that very um, paradigm of hierarchy and position and power. And they're going to start, you are going to find another person to create war with. And so the key element is for us to be able to really start looking at everything that we're doing as it being something that's supporting the whole, not just the one, right? Because the one is being supported when we support the whole because that's the creator, right? So every single person is a walking creator and every single person deserves your love and respect. Even if they are not there yet with the how they're orchestrating their creations. Look, if we were in magic school, let's just put it like this. If we were in magic school, there are some people who will be doing their magic and like blowing things up and, you know, not doing so well in their classes, but we're not going to judge them because we know eventually they'll get it, right? And then there's some people who will be just killing each other with their magic, but then they'll just keep their internal beings. So they'll just choose another body and come back and come back to school and, you know, do it again. But the thing is, it's not really a school. It's, it's really what it is. It's, it's, a, it's a magic remembrance. It's, a, it's, a, it's an opening place for people to remember who they are as the creator source right so it's like funny because we always think that we're learning and we're learning people say oh well you know i'm learning my lessons i'm no you're kind of remembering things it's not really a lesson they look like lessons to you because you're in a field of duality so you see like good versus bad smart versus stupid (laughs) This versus that, women versus men, gay versus straight. I mean, the list goes on, black versus white, whoever else wants to throw themselves in there. Just, you know, that's what the duality has been created to do that we've created by splicing our, our mind, by suppressing the feminine and elevating the masculine instead of bringing both the feminine and masculine on an even playing field. And then don't keep them separate, but merge them and bring them into synergy. And so that way we're able to truly ascertain the full level of consciousness that we can and we would not have ever created hierarchy on any level. Because the reason why we create hierarchy is because we are separating the two energies from ourselves. So we're not able to utilize the full benefit of masculine and feminine. And when we do use the benefit of masculine and feminine, we play it out like two different characters instead of synergizing it into a new being, which is one who's capable of acknowledging and accessing emotional intelligence and high intelligence and bringing those two um, operating at the same level and the same force and same attention. 
So the idea of war would never exist on our planet because it couldn't, because we would see that it would kill and destroy and the, the ramifications would be seen through the feminine and the masculine would see the structure, um, you know, not being able to be held for all people, for animals, for nature and for everything. And so therefore it would be an elective no, right? But because we don't have that synthesis completely connected in harmony and synergy, that's the reason why you see the calamities and the things that you see on the planet. And so the thing is, is to understand that we, we are eternal beings, yes. And I'm sure some people are like, yeah, but I'm eternal. It doesn't mean I want to go through being a child again and having to, you know, figure out who I am and go through the whole process again. But the funny thing is that you actually don't go, it doesn't happen that way. If you leave the earth, for instance, and you choose to come back, you all the information and intelligence that you have achieved and attained goes with you. So it's not like you start from scratch or any of these types of things. The thing is, the, the retaining of that information is held in the universal field of intelligence. That means anyone can tap into it at any given time. So every time I generate a new source of experimentation with something like, let's say, for instance, the wind, and I draw a symbol on the earth, and through that symbol, I figure out by sitting down, I start seeing all the frequencies and energies that I can put into that symbol. And oh, through my play and my experimentation as a kid, I generate this new power source that I didn't even know existed. And however, because of my willingness to be open and not be closed and be held to the idea structures that were created for the system that you see, but I'm willing to step outside of that box and be able to explore people like Einstein and Thomas Jefferson and Benjamin Franklin and Helen Keller and the Wright brothers and the list goes on, you know, Elon Musk and, you know, um, just a, a, a amazing amount of people from writers to poets to engineers, you name it. People who stepped outside of the box and said, well, what if I did this? What would happen here? Right. But it's also being mindful that if you're doing it from a place of passion and love and understanding of the purpose of the togetherness of our family, right? Meaning your brothers and sisters who walk around the street with you, right? To the, I just want to gain some kind of reward or I want to be paid a lot of money. Because then you're not actually operating from the idea of global consciousness and consciousness that in, that is like collectively centered on the idea of us advancing ourselves as a species in a very ethical and loving way. You're actually just focusing on profit and gain. And that means people will die. People will get hurt. And people will be um, somehow afflicted by what you're doing because you're not utilizing the, the definition of the power or the injury that comes in is governed by the idea of creating something for the collective, not as the individual I just want because I feel like I need to have that shiny, bright little thing over there that really is just another collectible of nonsense because you don't take it with you. You don't take the shiny things with you. You don't take your car with you. You don't take your computer or your expensive watches or your house or all of these material things that have been animated to give you some form of pleasure or joy. You don't take it with you. But what you do take with you is your intelligence and your emotional intelligence and your memories and your experiences. And that is something to say, if I, if I was to say what is the most valuable thing in, on the planet, I would say it is the collective soul, you know, uh, data that is being retrieved from all of your experiences, good or bad, it doesn't matter. Good or bad, it doesn't matter. 
Like there's some people that I've been intimate with and it was just like, oh, let me just get through this. You know, and there's people I've been with and I'm just like, oh my God, this is mind blowing. We're fully connected in our mind and our spirit and our energy. And we're pulling and whizzing, you know, all types of beautiful energies through us. It's a different experience. And so, but I'm, but I'm taking all those experiences with me, not because I'm going to be like, oh, let me focus on the negative. It's because when you leave this body, those data streams actually support other species, not just ours. So every time you're experimenting or taking, um, going outside of the box, you're actually helping evolution along. Mm. Let's take a deep breath and just take that in for a second. When you go outside the box, when you break the rules of the matrix, you're helping evolution along. And that's really powerful if you ask me. Because most people don't realize that the cyclical circle that gets people trapped in when it comes to civilizations and certain errors through time have only been trapped because people have been so afraid to get hurt or to upset someone for being different. And what it does then is it slows the evolutionary process of the human potential, which then affects the evolutionary process of nature and earth. Because the nature and earth um, process is still going. So when you slow down human potential for evolution, nature, the spirit world, the earth plane is all still moving. And then you have this stagnant energy that's affecting um, the way it moves. And so therefore you start having a lot of things that happen, such as like cataclysmic experiences, earthquakes, floods, fires, you know, hurricanes. I mean, you name it because, and then especially the reason why, and then we want to go into the common sense of it is because the people who are not moving human potential will start doing things to nature based on their potential. Meaning that if their brain has not seen the flow of the understanding of the collective source, they will operate and treat everything in its compartmentalization and then begin to affect it like a mad scientist would and create nothing but chaos, suffering and pain and not even realize they're doing it because it's just become a part of their experience, such as racism, for instance. It's like I was born in a world where from the time that I was a child, I've had to negotiate my existence, negotiate my existence, which I found very fascinating, by the way, because you do have to understand on some level, there's a part of my being that doesn't come from this planet. So I've chosen this body. I'm an eternal being. I've chosen my, my parents, my geographical location, my, my data entry of where I chose to, to come into earth at the, the, the necessary time that the stars and everything were aligned to create a certain energy source built within my energetic field. So that way, you know, when people call your signs like Scorpio and Virgo and all these different signs that we, that astrologists talk about, those are frequencies that are affecting us in how we, how we, we operate in our field of intelligence and how we operate in the emotional planes and how we operate on the planetary scale. And there's no wrong one. Like you're not born under any wrong one. Like the one that you're born under is the one you've chosen to be born under because there's certain attributes that you need to be able to move energy as you. So now I come into this planet and uh, I'm here and I'm like, oh, I have so much love to share. And then all of a sudden I'm just getting smacked across the face. 
parents beating my ass, stepmom beating me, locking me in closets, you know, beating me. I'm looking at my skin. I'm feeling burn sensations on my skin because I'm getting beat so bad that I'm bleeding and going through all this craziness that I've gone through in my life. And that's not just including um, that experience of the physical, right? The physical and then experiencing the emotional, mental of like, oh, I have these powers and I'm here to share it with the world and I love everybody. And oh, wait a second. There's an elephant in the room. Oh, the elephant is me. I'm black. Oh, geez. What does that mean exactly? Oh, here's my dad telling me stories of what that means and what have we gone through and what it's all about. And, you know, and so you kind of, you kind of realize that every time I'm talking to someone as a kid, I was always negotiating my existence. If I went to a friend's house and like, and something was stolen. For instance, I have this friend um, um, named Andrew and I would go to his house all the time. And one day some, something got stolen. His mom took me aside and was like, you need to leave. And it actually destroyed our friendship because she actually blamed me for something missing in the house just because of the color of my skin. And then later tried to sneak over to me and say, it's okay if I want to come back because she found it. But I never actually really been able to reheal and repair that relationship with, with Andrew. And he never knew because I never talked about it because I just didn't really want to go into it because I didn't know how to bring it up. But the interesting thing, and I don't want to spend too much time on the whole racial stuff, but I'm giving you an understanding of me having to negotiate my existence every single time, all the time, from jobs to bank accounts to you name it. It's always like, I'm a good person. I'm not a liar. I'm not always angry. I'm not going to steal from you. I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm not a thug. I'm not this. I'm not that. It's like, it's, it's just, it's this very interesting thing. But because I was born into it and because my soul saw it, it was like, okay, so I'll play the game. I'll play along, whatever. You know, if this is what I have to do in order to change racism on the planet and, and bring social equality and, and, and really lift the veil of it all together, because it's really completely ridiculous that we're in 2020 and we're still having issues on color of skin and sex and you know, if you're gay or straight or bisexual or whatever people want to label you, which I just call myself soul sexual because I just want to get out of the whole gamut of all those different alphabets. But the whole thing is, is that there's no such thing as a gay community. There's no such thing as the straight community. There's no such thing as the black community or an Asian community or this community or that community. It was created by the matrix, given definitions and words to describe it. And then they created a system and created enough uproar to make you choose to go into that system like i have friends who will say i'm a part of the gay community i'm like do you even know how the gay community created itself they're like well yeah you know we had to have our own community and da, da, da. i'm like no the reason why you had to have your own community is because the matrix made sure that you would have your own community and that you would do that so that way you could be in a box that they can control and watch and see and observe and see how things happen and decide to do experiments on you while you're in that box because you're claiming it and then so they can't, you can't blame them and say, hey, you made us be gay. You made us choose to have a gay community. They, they're not going to let you find that out. So they want you to just claim it and wave flags and watch down the street and be like, this is our community. Yay. We boxed ourselves. We compartmentalized ourselves. But in truth, there's no such thing. As according to God, there's no such thing as gay. There's no such thing as bisexual. There's no such thing as straight. There's no such thing as hetero. There's no such thing as any of these things that humans have called themselves. The black, the white, the Asian, the Latin, uh, the, the Arabic, the this, the that. There's no such thing. It's all created through lexicon and words that people accepted because the system told them to. 
They even wrote a dictionary for you to follow along if you get lost. You can just turn to certain pages and look up certain words that they tell you what the meaning is when it may not be the meaning at all. And so that's what I'm saying is that when we are, when we are operating in collective duality, it's chaotic because it's all based on separation and like holding strong to my pride. Like I am this and I am that and you did this to me and you did that to me and that and boom, 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 boom. You know, look, everyone has done something to someone at some other time. And that's the really funny thing about it. That's the reason why they don't want you to know that you've lived other lifetimes because I have enslaved people, beat the shit out of people and literally have created war and taken over countries and, and decimated people in other lifetimes. Yes, I have been and I have done that and I didn't care when I was doing it. And the reason why was because that's what I knew. That's what my conscious intellect of my experience from being who I was and my two lifetimes where I hold, held powerful positions. One was in Persia, where I was known as the Fire King, and the other was a Pharaoh, where I was with my girlfriend, who's my girlfriend to this day. Um, and I enslaved people. And I, and as in Persia, I took over people's lands. I took their women and I killed off their men and I did all of these things. And so, yes, we've all hurt each other. Let's get over it. We got it. We all have hurt each other. The thing is, the reason why we're still stuck in it is because the system wants you to get stuck in it. It needs you to get stuck in it. So it has to create all kinds of plays out in the, in the, in the Greek theater of drama. And then it needs heroism and it needs the villain. And then who's coming in? The Joker now comes in and all these different characters come. Okay, you go in now, you're going in now. Uh, you're gonna, your, your job is to be the villain. And then you're going in, you're the hero. Okay, you're the Joker. Okay, you're the person who's reacting. Okay, you're this. Okay, everyone get in your places. Get in your places and action. And that's what we're experiencing right now on Earth is this play, this, this, this nonsense Greek theater play playing itself out for us because we're participating. And why do people participate in such nonsense? So when I was a kid, I, I, I always was like, I don't understand why people have an issue with the color of my skin. Should I not be black? And there was a time where I actually didn't want to be black. And I started going and buying this bleaching stuff and it burnt my skin. It was really horrible. And it made it a little bit light, but then it went back to dark again. And then I got to a point where I was just like, okay, I just have to accept this and realize that I can't operate in this, this human way. Because if I operate in this human way, I'll be believing all the things my dad believes. And I'll be believing all the things my friends who are also of darker skin complexion believe. And I'll just fit myself right into the box of anger and all the other things that come along with it. And I decided I didn't want to do that. And so what I decided to do was to step into my spiritual side more. And when I did, I realized this greater intelligence and this greater emotional intelligence started just happening just out of nowhere. It's like someone just came to my house and sent me a telegram and a box and a package and was like, hey, here's all the intelligence and here's all the emotional intelligence so you can understand what's going on because you decided... And we're so proud of you. You decided to not buy into the nonsense. And, and even when I got like, you know, when I was learning about people and religion and God and Jesus and this and that, the first thing that came to my mind was, well, okay, so God's supposed to be, we're supposed to be angry. God, we're supposed to be afraid of God and God is angry and God is a jealous God and God will hurt you if you don't do this and you don't do that. And so that was a very, very fascinating thing that is. Because if God is angry and God goes into these types of emotions, what do we have to look up to? 
And I always ask religious people, what do we have to look up to if God's got the same emotions we got? I mean, our emotions are flawed. So God's flawed? Is that is that what my understanding is? And if God is, if we're supposed to be scared of God, and it says that I made you in an image of me, which means the animals, the trees, uh, women, men, everything. So everything that exists is made in the image of God. So if I'm supposed to be afraid of God, then doesn't that mean I have to be afraid of myself and afraid of my brothers and sisters? Isn't that a service to create more fear and dividing and limiting and creating war? Doesn't that, isn't that a, just a means to war? So I immediately as a kid saw that and was just like, no, I'm sorry, I disagree. Can't be into it, not into it. And so, so that's what's happening finally, right? Because that was happening to me when I was young and I was watching everyone else go along and just eat the pie and go along with it. They're like, I am a robot zombie. Program me as you wish. Tell me what to believe and I will believe it. I will fight for it. I will die for it. I will get mad at people for it. I will kill for it. I will do all kinds of things for it. But I won't choose love if you tell me not to because of it. It's like crazy. But it's okay, because that's where they were. And the key element here is just to observe and watch and see. And right now, why it's so important that you're alive and why I'm even having this conversation with you, which is one of the greatest things that I love is having a conversation with you because you're powerful. So get this, the reason why you're alive is because that whole thing that I talked about, about being able to see beyond the veil, beyond the illusion, beyond the labels and boxes that they scared you to run to and claim so that they could, you know, put you in compartmentalizations and then experiment on you through media and technology and all kinds of things and see what you like and what this person likes and what they like and how they act and how these people act. It's all one big experiment if you actually think about it. Do you know how sexy and beautiful it is to bring white people and black people together? Oh God, it's sexy. And when I say sexy, I mean like sexy. I mean like powerful, potent energy that comes together when you bring different people of different cultures together and and bring them together for conversation, for intimacy, for talking, for sharing, for hugging, for healing, for interpretation of wisdom and knowledge. It is something absolutely miraculous. And do you think the system wants that? Do you think the system wants an infiltration of knowledge being given to people so freely and so effortlessly without them having control over it and how you're getting it and what it looks like and what it's called and what you believe. So they, because they say, when you do what they want you to do and why they want everyone to be called a sinner and why they want everyone to be feeling like they're not stupid, they're dumb if they don't go to school or whatever it may be, the institution that they built to program you and see if you follow the programs by taking tests, they need you to be compliant. Compliance means that they know what it is you are and what you're doing and how you operate because they'll use media and they'll use all the forms of technology in an unethical way to get into every one of the boxes that they created for you to run to and see what what ticks and what doesn't tick. And that's really it. And if we were to come together, we would realize that this is one giant uh, farce of nonsense that we are being put in these boxes and labeled and none of these labels are real. Like, I'm not black. That's just what they called me. I'm a human being and I have a little darker pigment in my skin because I had to, my heritage had to survive in the sun and they needed that darker pigment so that they can survive in the sun. Just like people who are lighter skin were much more in cold temperatures. And if you had dark skin and cold temperatures, we know what that means. You would freeze to death. But if your skin is lighter, you can handle it more. You can handle the cold. You can, you can, you can sustain. And so 
all of these different things. And in, in Latin culture, as you think about the climates in Latin culture and all the different cultures of the world, all of their skin colors, their eyes, everything was made exactly as it needed to be made or changed, should I say mutated, because that's really what happened. It was a mutation to be able to adapt in those places, in those climates and dealing with the animals and the beings in those areas. Beings meaning such as the natural environment, right? Those spirits in the natural environment, the food source, the this, that, and all of it had to be able to make you functionable in that area. So again, none of these labels apply. So when my friends are like, oh, I belong to the gay community. I'm like, no, you don't belong to the gay community. There is no such thing as a gay community. It was created by the matrix to, to compartmentalize you so they can do experiments on you. Stop calling yourself that. You are just a human being like everyone else and you choose to be open in your understanding of pleasure, ecstasy, and bliss and connection of both sexes or one of the other sexes or who cares how you choose to share your energy and intimacy. Intimacy is intimacy. Trust me, when I look at my male friends, I'm like, wow, you are hot. You're sexy. I'm not going to lie to you and pretend like I don't think you're a hot or sexy guy just because I'm not allowed to say that because I'm a guy. Give me a break. Women have been doing that since the time they were young. Now telling their girlfriends, oh my God, girl, you look so hot in that dress. Let me try that dress on. But guys, we can't do that. Oh God forbid, men, don't, don't, uh, don't let your other brother know how beautiful he is or how amazing his body is or whatever it is that you find sexy about him because it might mean you're gay. Another box that you're trying to not get thrown into because the matrix has used that box against you. There's no such thing. We're human beings, we're primates, and we're higher intelligent beings merged into a DNA strand that allows us to create something out of nothing if we choose. That's the coolness of free will. And to use your free will to be programmed and put in a box and you wonder why there's so much depression, anxiety, and stress in the world. Depression, anxiety, and stress comes from not living your truth or living under the shade or the shadow of someone else's idea of what's right for you. Get out from it. Leave that shadow. Get out of that shade and be you. Live you. And celebrate this amazing time. And like I said, be grateful for what's happening right now. So many people get to leave the planet and a lot of other people get to go in and see what's really important. And other people get to really realize how resilient and powerful they are and how connection and intimacy, true intimacy, doesn't always mean sex, is a valuable component of our species. And the moment we begin to understand true intimacy and true connection, a lot of the things we see on the planet, such as disease and all of these other calamities that we are exposed to, will no longer be. I know it may seem difficult in this world today, but it's not. It's just growing pains. And they too will pass. And this is your life. Don't let anyone put you in a box. One of my favorite sayings from Dirty Dancing was, don't put baby in the corner. Love you. Hey Tribe, so the Tribe wants to hear from you. And I know a lot of you are talented out there in music and poetry and recipes and ideas and just, you know, things that you want to share with the Tribe. You can send that information to info at shamandurek.com and share your gifts with the Tribe. Love you all and stay 
lit. Hey tribe, so the tribe wants to hear from you. And I know a lot of you are talented out there in music and poetry and recipes and ideas and just, you know, things that you want to share with the tribe. You can send that information to info at shamanduric.com and share your gifts with the tribe. Love you all and stay lit. Hey tribe, uh, this share is brought to you of a snippet of E. Gray's music, divine feminine integration, lotus blossom meditation, Venus angelic music, magnetize ASMR. Follow her on YouTube at Infinity Calling. She is a channel for sacred frequencies of flow, energy tones, and heart-centered chants. Enjoy.
Hey Tribe, we're going to take a short break to hear from one of our amazing sponsors. So amazing because I am such a lover of scents and perfumes and oils and all of these things. And Petal Perfumes and Forest Colognes from Living Libations is literally my favorite. I have probably three or four bottles that I that I go through all the time. I'm always like going and getting more because Living Libations creates these things, um, these beautiful products, not just with the purpose of let me give you some amazing Kelowna perfume. It's literally coming from the earth and connection to your body and spirit. So you get to anoint yourself with this life breath of flowers and trees, sun, rain, and warm summer breezes and winter walks in the woods, which is basically how I feel when I wear the forest colognes. Living Libations Organic Petal Perfumes and Forest Colognes are formulated with pure plant essences weaved into magnificently multifaceted and soul-celebrating aromas from sensual to uplifting to floral to woodsy. There is an aroma that will resonate with every single member in the tribe and its unique body chemistry that you have is perfect for these oils because they are made with love and from nature. Your senses and your smell will never be the same. So check out the Petal Perfumes and Forest Colognes. Go to livinglibations.com and enter the code SHAMAN at checkout for a special 20% off your entire purchase. Again, that's livinglibations.com. Enter the code SHAMAN for 20% off and get ready to feeling and smelling great. All right, tribe. Time to hear from our special guest. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. And I'm Shaman Durek. And if anyone hasn't told you that they love you, let me be the first. I love you. And I love that you came to earth at this time to be a lit leader of legacy. And you realize that the system that we're dealing with and all of that, right? We came here to show that we can love greater than that which is being put in front of us. All the chaos, all the craziness, like everything that's happening. We live our soul's purpose for the purpose of making life better for for each and every person around us. And we only do that by holding on to our autonomy, our truth, and not swaying or moving in any direction other than where we are in the center of our throne so that we each can shine our light into this world. And I'm so happy that all of you are part of this amazing experience that we get to walk together side by side, brothers and sisters, into the darkness and bring our brothers and sisters home. And that's how we do it. And I love you all for being true, standing true, and listening all over the world and being a part of this amazing tribe. It is so good and it feels so good to be able to wake up and share with you all the beautiful sharings and love that we have today on Ancient Wisdom Today. And speaking of a game changer, speaking of someone who is about taking things to the next level, who is not about sitting and staying in the norm and what people think you're supposed to do or how they think you're supposed to act and how you're, you're supposed to bring your energy into the world. We have Major in the studio, who is an American musical producer, songwriter, and record artists from Detroit, whose mission is to heal us through music. Now, let me tell you something. Not only is he about healing us through music, he's also about changing the way we look at music and the way we perceive the people who make music. Because I mean, come on, we know that we've heard the same thing over and over again, right? And it's just on this complete cycle of return. And we just get stuck in this place of like, is there anything new? Is there anyone doing anything different? And this is the guy who is doing 
doing something different. Because not only is he bringing inspiration to his music, he's inspired by sound therapy. And Major is the first pop artist to release music and frequency at uh, 432 hertz tuning. Now, that's pretty amazing for an artist to be able to think about, I'm going to make music, I'm going to create something that's different, but also I'm going to create music that has sound in it that's healing us on a soul level, on a cosmic level, on a, on a cellular level, right? That's what it's about. So when we're talking about not just what he's doing, it's what he's creating while he's doing it. And that's the tribe. I mean, you know, and I know, that's how we're supposed to do it, right? So this is the healing frequency that he's bringing through. And he's a visionary for a new world. He's a visionary for bringing life to a whole new level through his music, through his words, through the way he shares himself in the world, through his expression and the way he dresses. Everything about this guy is about representing a new flavor. And that's what it's about. It's about bringing something new and getting rid of the old because we can't keep recycling stuff, everybody. You know that's true. And so it's so important. And I'm really happy to bring into the studio today, Major. Major uh, Walker. Thank you, man. Thank you. What a, what a great introduction. <laughs> so tell me, like, okay, you know, uh, the tribe is listening all over the world, everyone from Africa to you name it, right? And, you know, you... What I love about you, when I first, like, everyone was telling me, okay, you got to know this guy. You got to know this guy. You guys are friends. (laughs) Same, same. And it's like, you are here to pave a way for new energy. How did you come to that point in your life when you were growing up? How, what made you go into that decision or that feeling? No, I feel like, um, for me, I didn't know that the music would be um, what we're doing now, I had no clue that this would be uh, that it would be a pro- that it would be something that um, is influencing the way that people feel, the way that they they move, the way that they. Uh, I, I had no idea that music has such a big influence on everything that we do, right? At, at a vibration level, like you said, I had no idea that music could play such an influential factor. So first, for me, music was just starting off, honestly, just being cool. How how can we how can we create something cool and new? It was completely from a 3D realm, nothing about spirituality or, or uh, higher, nothing about that was was in my vision at first. And I think that that helps me to get a uh, basis for understanding um, how most people view music and what music is for the average person. You know, as we as we evolve, we can start to view music as as a tool or as an opportunity to grow. But in the beginning, it's sometimes just something fun that we want to do. And uh, for me, that, that's how music started. And along the journey, way after I got into producing um, on the mainstream, like way after that is when I started learning about the power, the power of sound and, and the ability of it to, to do some powerful things. And I, 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 got, I got on that journey. One of the main ways I got on that was through a friend who is a monk. And one of his one of the things he was telling me was about how they use the chanting. And each different chant puts them in a specific, unique frequency. Um, It put each chant is a unique frequency that puts them in a unique state of consciousness. And once I started realizing that the sound had the power to change someone's 
brainwaves and their energy and state, I was like, wait a minute, we got to bring this into mainstream music because this is, this is some powerful stuff that's not really being, it's not really being used in that way. So it felt like a, a no brainer. So, you know, because it's interesting that you say that because in shamanism, we, the way we look at music is we see it as an alchemy, right? You're using different mm-hmm. frequencies, which are codes, and every code unlocks a doorway, a pathway, a gateway. It, it, so a lot of times people don't even realize that even when they speak, right, there's codes embedded yes. in their words. Yes, and that's why we have to be very careful of the words that we choose and, and we speak. Because when we, when we speak a word, we crystallize that energy into this realm. It comes from a thought realm into now it's here. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the alchemy of music is so important and people don't realize the true magic that actually comes because you can reach so many people because you're literally a sorcerer. You're literally casting out magical energy and spells that are either creating and building people's intellect, their bodies, the way they think, the way they perceive life, the way they dream, to dream greater than their reality of what they've been holding on to, or you can use music to, to growl people up and have their mind think in destructive and, and, and you know, uh, ways that degrade them and limit them and hold them back and suppress society. So it can go either way. So when, when you think about that, what is your thoughts on like when you hear music today? Like where is it that you want to see music get to? Yeah, I mean, that's a powerful thing you said there because it, it is true that it even says in the Bible, uh, it was just, you know, it says the power of, of life and death is in the tongue. And when you yeah. think about that, what, what does that mean? That means in the words we speak can literally hold life or death. Um, and so when we think about that, I, 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 my vision was to just bring that awareness into, into artists. So what are we creating? Like we actually think about it not, and not necessarily, you know, I'm, I'm opening the door from the science perspective about what each frequency does. But the first step is to just have an awareness. What is this that I'm doing? What am I creating with my words and, and really understanding the power of the creativity and, and not just the words, the, the power of the vibration of the sound. Yeah, you know, in all of the ancient texts, uh, especially, you know, when we look at the Bible, because like one of my mentors in the Bible is Jesus. And absolutely. You know, and what I love, it's like, you know, I'm not really into religion per se, because I think that was indoctrinated by the system that wants to keep us afraid of our own creator. But what I look at is Jesus and I look at Jesus and the way Jesus spoke. And so when, you know, when I was as a kid and I was like in the shamanic side of my family, and then I had, of course, the religious side of my family, I was more in, in tuned with Jesus and how he spoke to the people and the way he used his words, described the way in which they could see. And every person he spoke to, he used words in the way that they could see. He didn't speak to everyone exactly the same. When he spoke to the farmers, he talked about fields of grass, you know, corn and, uh, and mustard seed. And he spoke about these things. And so I think that what, where, where we're going in our, in our trajectory and what's really going to make, make sense and why I think music is such a, a huge impact upon this world is because even if you're giving a sermon or you're speaking to someone or you're saying words over them of grace and beauty and love, you know, 
that translation to just a bunch of people sitting next to you by a river or a stream, when you take it and amplify it like you do or other artists do into the world, there's a greater responsibility as an artist that you have to hold that is more reverent than what people would think. What's your thoughts on that? In Ayurvedic medicine, they were saying that the power of the chef, the energy of the chef goes into the food. Mm-hmm. What, the, what the chef is feeling and thinking, that energy goes into what we're eating. And so if you think about that from, from that perspective, if that's true, how could it be where the music is, is the artist, the energy of the artist is not creating into the music, you know? So it, it was just obvious as, as everything starts to come together, they say as above, so below in this way, it works like this. And this way it works like this. So it just makes sense for me that, okay, the artist energy goes into the, goes into the creation, right? As it, as it's um, channeled through that person. Do you, you know? feel like based on like, you know, if we look at it from a, from a very spiritual context, right? That you are this artist, but really an artist is more than just an artist. Whereas on our planet, we think, okay, when we see a picture or a painting, we go, wow, that's amazing artist. But they don't realize that the artist is the vessel for spirit to translate through. Do you feel like spirit is translating through you when you make your music, when you write your lyrics, when you bring this to the general public? Yes, I feel like we're just a channel. And and like they've said, I've heard that we're just like the flute, right? Like everything's just, everything, um, the flute doesn't, the flute lets the wind blow through it. That's what the air blowing through the flute is what creates the sound, Right. And so I feel like we are, we are that same way. We just, we're just channels and we just need to let things flow through us. And then we get all the energy that we want. We get the energy flowing through us and it, and it, and it lets us be in, in line with our source. It lets us be in line with our truth. And that's when we shine the strongest, when we're just letting it, we're holding a shape, right? And letting that source energy flow through us. And, and and present that energy to 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 others around us. Yeah, I think I think that's so important, Major, because I think you know when I look at a lot of artists that are out there, and then as a shaman, you know, and what my role on this planet is is really to put the power back in people's hands and to be able to help them see that that they are the resource for intelligence on the planet, not this codependent way that, you know, that human beings operate and looking up to someone or looking up and worshiping the golden calf, as I used to say, you know, it's really being able to see themselves fully actualized within the presence of their own nature and bring that forth through whatever their expression they want to bring it in. Do, 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 do you find being in the industry and that you're in being this very awakened spiritual person when you're creating music, do you find it a challenge to move through all of the static? Because there's a lot of people out there who are not fully yet recognizing the power that they have in their expression through music. Do you feel that the static is difficult at times for you to maintain your creativity? Or is there ways that you, how do you cope with that? How do you deal with that? Oh man, that's a good question. I mean, I think it comes back with staying, staying in our frequency. Static is okay. Let's, let's go back to that from a frequency perspective. What is static? It's a distorted signal. 
where you can't your your receiver, whatever your receiver is, and it's like you know, our, some people view our minds and our consciousness as like a radio receiver. Wherever we're trying to tune in, is not getting a clear signal, or we're in between two different signals, and we're getting some distortion. So as we improve our receiver and our ability to receive whatever it is, you know, information, these signals, as we improve the strength of that and improve the strength of our transmission, that distortion goes away. So for me, it's just about understanding what is causing that and finding that, finding out that and just going to the, to the root of that. And, and, you know, once, once we get back to our source and do the things that we need to do that get, that improve our, 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 our connection, the distortion goes away naturally. So would you consider yourself uh, a healer frequency that is that is there to to emulate the possibility for other artists who are stepping in or who are already in to be able to see that there is a greater possibility in the way in which we use our our uh, self as a vessel and also the energy and the music that you're bringing forth. Um, what to be honest, I wouldn't say that I'm a healer because my vision is that. And the truth is that the music, okay, as far as healing, our bodies have an infinite intelligence system that, as you see, if you get a cut, right, if you if you get a cut somewhere in your body, millions of, billions of cells are organizing and rushing there and things that the information is getting taken from one part of our body that's getting sent to, sent there to repair and to do all. So our bodies are, have this have this system that is beyond even science is understanding about how do how do how do things heal? How do these things work? So, what I believe is that the music, when you when you have the right harmony and right frequency, it puts us in a state of harmony that allows our body to access this greater intelligence. So, I don't say that it's me doing any healing. I, I believe it's the person's body itself. You know, it's the person's system. Should I say it's not just the body? It's our, it's our system that is is doing that. And the music, it just helps as a catalyst for that. So, uh, yeah, I, I hope to inspire other artists to do that, definitely. Uh, but I wouldn't say I'm a healer, no. Right. Because, you know, in shamanism, we always say that we're just holding space for other people to be able to see their power, witness their power, and remember. Right? And so the key element is to help people remember and then through that remembering, they're able to, to facilitate whatever they need for their own healing because they're actually the ones who are dreaming the dream. So it's like if we look at it from the perspective of, of a dreamer, right? So we look at it from like when I started training in shamanism, the first thing my elders taught me was that this, this whole world that you're experiencing is a dream. And when you go to sleep at night, you're dreaming a dream within a dream. And so when you actually see another person or see another person coming into your, into your life, that's because you're dreaming them in and we share dreams, you know? And so, mm-hmm. you know, and so sometimes we take on our parents' dream or, you know, our authority figures' dreams or we take on other people's dreams which are nightmares they're not really the dreams we want to be a part of you know what i'm saying (laughs) definitely definitely. and so the thing is we're always going to be dream sharing on some level but the key element is that the dreamer is aware of what the dreamer is dreaming so there's a part of the dream where you are the witness to the dreamer 
And then you are the dreamer who's experiencing the dream. So the key element for humanity to be able to course correct is to be able to become the witness onto the type of dreamer they've created. And if they don't like the dream they created, to change it. Amen. 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 (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so change it, change it. I agree. If you, (laughs) if the dream ain't looking right, what what, was it? Was it lucid dreaming? (laughs) When he just stepped in there and switched some things up. Exactly. And I feel like the dreamscape, you know, when I was a kid and I was learning about how the dreams affect my life and my life affects the dream. And I started realizing that the dreamscape where I go is actually the other dream where I exist. And I'm there learning how to perfect my skill so that when I come back into this dream, I can start to begin to create a different dream. What is your dream that you feel that you're creating or dreaming into this playing field of energy? If we look at earth as a dream onto itself, that we dreamed earth into being and then came here to experience the dream. So this earth is made up of many doorways. Like as they say, you know, God has uh, many um, uh, rooms in the mansion, right? And so some people can perceive some of them and some others can't because they're stuck in trying to analyze the dream and they're trying to control it by thinking too much on it. And so I always tell people that if you try to make reality reality, you get stuck in purgatory because you're never meant to ever go in and say, this is what my reality is. You're always meant to stay the dreamer so you can constantly be fluid and lucid in your life. So what I'm saying to you is what do you feel you are dreaming into this sphere of, of amazing, limitless change? Yeah, um, my, my, my main dream right now is, my main dream that is a recurring dream is, like I was saying, power of intention. I'm bringing in, I want, I want to, uh, my dream is that every, every artist and every creator, we all are creators, right? And uh, as an artist, so every creator is conscious of the power of his creation, of his or her creation and utilizing that to the highest good of all. And when we live in that kind of space, it's going to be a lot, a lot more peaceful. You know, a lot of the problems are happening because, because of the lack of that. That exact thing we're thinking about. We're we're we're, we're living in the, in a place where we believe our dream is only our own, or we don't care about how things affect others, and we and we live in a state of some of us are living in a state of fear, and we need to shift that over into a state of abundance, abundance and love, and understanding that everything we have is there, and that if we if we just play our unique role, we can all get there. So on your new album, Volume 1, Frequency, all the songs are set at the healing frequency of 432 hertz. You know, why, why did you choose that? So the reason I chose 432 is because there are many healing frequencies, by the way. I'm sure if some people who are hearing this may be familiar. There's, there's many ones. Some people are talking about 528, some people talk about all these different frequencies. But my vision was for this music to be... Uh, what they call sound healing music going into the mainstream. And in mainstream music, all mainstream music, most people don't know this, but all mainstream music uses a frequency of A equals 440 hertz. And that is something that was standardized in um, the 1900s. And, you know, there's many theories about why is that some conspiracy theories, all oh, this is bad. 
you know, I, we can go into that. I don't, you know, that could be a whole nother thing. But basically, 440 is the frequency that everyone's ear is used to hearing. All the songs you hear from Tupac, Billy Joel, all these people, they put them in the same frequency because of something called the Music Standardization Act. And so 432 is is the closest frequency that I could find that had these powerful healing benefits that is very near to the to the frequency that we're used to hearing so that it doesn't sound strange. It doesn't sound like I didn't want it to sound like yoga, you know, type of music or anything like that. I want it to sound like a normal pop song you could hear in the radio, normal, like completely normal to your ear that you don't even realize there's any, anything going on unless you take a deeper dive and, and look into it. So that's why 432 was the first one. Cause it's, it's one that if you hear, the, if you hear the tone, um, you won't even know that it, it's, you won't even notice it's very different unless someone shows you or unless you hear it right back to back to something that's 440. To that same song that's 440. So if it's a different song that's 440 and you hear a song that's 432, you won't even notice a difference. But if you hear that same song at 442432 and you have a really good ear, you might hear a slight difference, but most people won't won't even notice. So that that's why I chose that frequency. So that I could do it something that is mass and something that people can understand and listen to without um and have a good time without having to feel like oh i'm listening to spa music you know something like that. yeah i mean i think that's amazing because uh nobody not everybody wants to be listening to spa music you know right. I mean, or mantras, there's, there's a time and place you know? for it yeah or you know, mantras, for real. you know that's great that's great for people who are into it but a lot of people are not into it so i wanted to reach those people yeah. <laughs> I love that. No, I know. I, I definitely, I definitely jive with that because for me, you know, uh, being a shaman and bringing that level of knowledge and information and intellect to the world, I didn't want to be niched into that spiritual community. I wanted to be able to spread out to the rest of the world. So when I want mainstream, you know, it was like, how do I, how do I take this information? And that's kind of how I look at it. Like, how do I take this information and dial it in to speaking to this lawyer or speaking to this Wall Street exec or speaking to this five, Fortune 500, you know, uh, you know, person who's um, company owner? How do we how do we translate, you know? And I think, you know, we, we want to reach the greater population. We want to reach the people who really need it. The people who, because it's so easy to, 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 talk, to talk to the spiritual community and be like, yeah, this is this and this and that. And they're, yeah. you know, everyone's they're like, yeah, like, we know that. They're like, love and light. They're like, yeah. love and light. <laughs> Which, by the way, I can't stand, by the way. I'm not into the love and light shit, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure if you read my book, you'll, there's a whole chapter on it. Like, I'm not into it. Because <laughs> people will be like, love and light, love and light. But then when it comes down to like, I need you guys to stand up and like hold space <laughs> and like, you know, and confront the darkness with love. They're just like, what? I don't even deal with that. Like I'm over here, love and light, brother. Like I don't even deal with that. <laughs> or they'll be giving like free hugs at festivals and stuff. And then I'll be like, you know what? You, you know what? I'm going, I'm heading over to Sweden and I'm going to be going to where the refugees are being put into the different refugee camps and they could really use a hug, a free hug from you. So I'll pay for your ticket. You come with me, you know, come to Uppsala. We've got great refugee places there that can help that could really, you know, use some hugs and people can use some hugs. They don't want to go. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not all about that. I'm like, like either you come real or, and you come with that real and you come with that, that like, I, I'm a human being and I'm really here to make a, uh, a change without expecting anything in return other than just give my love or don't come. Like, don't come until you're ready. 
Yeah. 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 No, I agree. I agree. I agree. I, I think that we have, I mean, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, it's, it's too much. The thing is, is like, you know, we have to up-level the scale. And like, if we're not going to level up and we're just going to stay in this kind of very, you know, safe place, like, you know, that's not what creates change. What creates change are people who are willing to, to, to dig their heels in, dig their feet in, like stand strong in who they are and let that shine for us. You know, you don't really have to move so much from your throne in order to make things happen. You just... You just need to know who you are and, and, and be true to that no matter what. And that's what I love about you um, because, you know, when I first heard about you, I looked you up. Uh, my girlfriend, Princess Marta, was like, oh, you made your need to connect and da-da-da-da. And like, you know, and I was like, and then all these other people came and everyone's like, yeah, you got to check him out. And I go, let me check out this cat. Let me check him out. And, uh, and then I, I saw you and I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> No, that's that's cool. It, it, yeah, it's a synchronicity there because every, like, a, I think I told you about it. It has been about four or five people who are like, oh, you got to connect. You and Sean McDermott, you guys got to connect. You guys got to connect. So there's definitely some resonance there. And that's and that, and that can also go back to what you were talking about, dream within a dream, right? Like, different people have different dreams. And some dreams are harmonious to yours, right? And they will have a resonance that you can feel. And then sometimes there's people who, I'm sure we've all felt this, you get around them or you speak with them and you feel a, like, disharmonious it's almost like two wrong notes being pressed at the same time right that sound is ugly and discordant and and, and so yeah it's cool when you when you meet people who are who are it doesn't necessarily mean always too some people say yo we're in the same vibe we, we we resonate together but harmony is the different notes going well together right it's not necessarily just two c's playing i don't know if there's any music people here but a c and, a, and another note that harmonizes well with that c where maybe an octave up which are different notes but they work well together and that's sometimes how organizations work when you find harmony it's not that everyone is playing the same note is people are playing different notes but they sound beautiful together wow i, I gotta just i just gotta just ruminate my energy in that <laughs> that that beautiful language there. Mm. Oh man, come on. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. That's good. <laughs> no, that's really good. No, I mean, yeah, I I I I mean when I say I mean yes, it's like we we are at such a, a point in our evolution right now. You know, I was just in a meditation the other day and I was uh having a conversation uh, with the horseman of petulance. And I asked him, how long is this plague you planning to keep on the earth? And he said, till next year, June, July. And I said, okay. And I said, why? And he said, well, there's many reasons. There's a lot of things happening. You know, we got people who want to leave the earth right now. So this is their opportunity. People who need to be cleansed. There's people, and nature needs to be cleansed. But really on the core level, everything that shows up is about getting you to refine yourself. You know, so I always look at like, I don't always look at things from a, a black and white positioning. I always look at things from a place of refinement. Even sometimes the darkest, darkest uh, stone that's put in the ocean becomes this beautiful, you know, the sand, which is the stone, which is the sand, all of a sudden becomes this beautiful pearl. So I always say like, 
You know, sometimes we got to get the pressure and feel a little bit of the push so that we can actually come out and be that pearl, be that diamond, be that, that, that beautiful gem that radiates light into the world. And, you know, the path isn't always, like I said, love and light. You know, we have to really understand. So it's nice to be able to talk to someone like you, who's so aware and open, you know, there's, it's, it's nice to see an artist who's bringing that, that energy, that wisdom into thought, into all of those different levels, those different doorways that you access to bring the music that you bring forth, you know, because the world is, is really needing it right now. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. We're in a time where um, I believe that humanity has, has, a choice, you know, we can, we can, we can continue on the path we want. It's like a, a crossroads. We can continue on the path we've been going or, or choose a new way that, um, works better for, for us, you know, and maybe you're right. I, I never heard of that perspective. Maybe some people right now are like, yo, I got to get off this planet right now. I'm not feeling it. And maybe that process is unfolding in a way that may seem scary to some of us, but, uh, maybe perfectly natural and perfectly, you know, to find. Yeah, I always say that when things get when things get rocky and intense, right? I, that's because the the love and that energy is winning, and so all the sediment and all the stuff that we've stuffed under the rug and everything is like, great, you guys have the vibration now. Let's bring this up because y'all can deal with it, you know. And I and I believe that you know God never gives you more than you can handle, and I believe that on a very universal and global scale. I believe that you know we as people are on this trajectory of refinement of what it really means to truly have real relationship, not just, oh, I have so many likes on my Instagram. Who cares? Like what? Are you engaging those people? Do those people, or if, if the Instagram shut down tomorrow, are you going to still have that tribe there? You know, if the world shut down its economy, shut down its technology, are we still, are you going to still have a tribe there who's going to be able to fish and, and be able to dig to make food so you can survive? You know, because at the end of the day, that's where we have to we have to move ourselves into is the awakening that we have to be there for each other and it can't be these hierarchies anymore those hierarchies are coming down they're coming apart you know and um and so i think it's it's important for artists like you to to be standing at this precipice of this great change you know spirit knew what spirit was doing when it put you in place uh, yeah, I, I, thank you. Thank you. No, I, I agree. I think that, um, there's a divine timing and order for everything and, and, and the right people are, are standing up and, and, and all, in all different industries and in all different walks of life, you're seeing people come forward right now who before, you know, maybe it had a different walk. Like, you know, if you talked to me five years ago, I probably couldn't have been on, on, in, 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 the, in this, uh, wisdom podcast, you know, cause I was, I was wilding out, you know, but that, that, that time gave me the, that time gave me the understanding and the skills and, and just the, the, the understanding of, of where people are to be able to now speak the language of, you know, uh, of, of a person who's really living life in this world out here, you know? Yeah. And you know what? And, and, and even then, you know, it's important to wild out because you have to wild out. 
You know, some we have to go down those paths. Like, you know, even me being a shaman, I tell people, look, yeah, I was an alcoholic. I did drugs. I partied. I did all kinds of things, you know, because you got to go down those roads if you want to understand the deeper wisdoms. You can't, you can't just come in and be like, okay, I understand all the wisdoms if you don't know what it's like to go down these different roads. These roads, the wild out road or whatever road it is that you need to go on, those roads are helping you cultivate yourself so that you can understand the people, understand community, understand all all the different pockets of realities that people have been creating in their dreams and their and what they've been holding on to and be able to walk in and be like, I understand where you're at and I know exactly what medicine to be at this moment. And so that's, that's what it is, is that you have to go down those things so you can be the medicine, right? And the medicine, how people choose to receive that is entirely up to them, but the medicine is real. And the medicine isn't just something you buy over the counter and it's in a, in a pill case. The medicine comes through the words we speak, the way we think, the way we act, and the, and, 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 and the way we interact together in, in this, this relationship. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, if you say the wild and out part is necessary, then um, and you said something about party, drugs, alcohol, send me the address, man. I'll be, I'll be there. <laughs> 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 if you say if you say it's necessary, you know, if, I'm just following. It's, it's, it's necessary, know? and then there's a point. What happens is, is you go through it, and then there's this. You begin to go into it, and then outside of it, and once nah, you true. move through that's it, good. you absorb it, and then you see the medicine that comes from it. That's why I always nah, tell people, don't You're judge right. yourself. Like it's not worth it. You're right. We're all going through those experiences, and those experiences are giving us the, the unique information and unique processes and memories that we're going to need to deal with our next set of life. Right? Exactly. Uh, we're going to meet people in our next walk who are going through what we went through. And if we went through it, we can understand them and uh, have compassion. Exactly. You can't, you can't reach your hand in darkness if you have never been on the other side of putting your hand and being in the darkness. Oh, yeah. have, People you know going to be mean? like, yo, yeah, it's easy for you to say. You never, you never did that or you never been through nothing. But if you say, no, no, I've been there. I was there with you. I, you remember I was there right there. You remember that? We did that. Oh, here's a photo. Yeah, I was right there. It's different. People can, they, they, they can, they can relate to you. Exactly. I, you know, they always say that, you know, every single thing you go through, right, had to be the way it was so that you can, so that you can take all of those experiences and bring them into understanding why humans do what they do and what this whole system and what slavery feels like on all levels, not just on the physical, but on the mental and the emotional, and even on the spiritual. I mean, there's spiritual slaves on the planet who are caught up in a, in a roundabout Groundhog's Day of thinking that they're actually, you know, holier than thou because of the things they do, you know? And so when they come down the base, when we get down to base, Right. That's when we can all come together and, you know, and, and bring our different notes to create the, the beautiful harmony that you so speak about. Oh, man. Yes. And as you said that, I, I had a flash of something that happened to me personally. You're right. Everything we go through um, is is for a reason. And, and I'm, I'm a cancer survivor. I went through I had leukemia. Uh, I went through having a like crazy experience with that. I had to go through chemotherapy, I had to be in oncology offices, I go to City of Hope, all of this stuff that I had to do to, and I was wondering, what the hell, why is all of this stuff happening? Why am I going through this? 
those moments that I, like those experiences, I gained so much insight into life that if I hadn't gone through, I met people who are dying, who are going to die, maybe if passed away. I met people who are younger than me with stronger diseases. I met so many different things that if I hadn't gone through that, what some people perceive as darkness, I wouldn't have I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. I wouldn't. I learned the value of not taking life for granted and thinking, mm. oh, I'll do that in 10 years, whatever. Something you really want to do now? Oh, yeah, yeah, I can do it when I'm 50 or I'll do it. You know, and then when they come in and say, hey, if you got cancer, you're like, whoa, whoa, what, what? You're like, what? Hold on. So maybe that thing's not going to happen. And after that, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> let's do that now or let's get started on it now because it takes time for them to manifest anyway, right? If you want to go on a vacation, you got to travel there. You got to get there. So that takes some time. So I think you, you you hit it head on with like the everything in life is is happening. What they say for us, not to us. Mm-hmm. Wow! I just want to commend you in, in sharing uh, your story. That was really beautiful. And now I'm starting to understand more and more why people keep wanting to put us together. I didn't have cancer, but I had lost my kidneys in my twenties, in my late twenties. And I died in the hospital from um, high levels of potassium, the same level, like higher than they would give prisoners in prison. And, um, and when I went to the other side and I got to see what this whole thing is about and what they told me, and they asked me if I wanted to go back or stay. And they told me if I go back, either I can keep my memories or have them erased again. And I asked for my memories and they told me, if you have your memories, you're always going to remember the other side and you're always going to be at this point. Like, do I want to stay on this planet? Because it's going to get a little crazy. And when I came back, I was in a wheelchair for two years and uh, was on dialysis for eight years. And in that time of going through that, you know, you kind of, and like, that's why I love what you just said is like, you get to this point where you're just like, you have to commit to that which you're experiencing fully. Like you, 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 you're, you're, you're in it. But at the same time, you got this other part of your mind that's like, I'm still not gonna like stop what brings me passion, what brings me joy, you know? And even when I, there, I would watch people in the dialysis center being on the machine for four hours, three days a week, where you're screaming your head off, going through excruciating pain and throwing up and doing all these different things. And the next day I was seeing people, you know, doing uh, work and helping homeless people, doing all of this stuff. And, you know, and the thing is, what I love about what you just said is you said, you got to do it. We're going to keep, we're going to do it. And I think that's, the thing right there is because, you know, so many people go through so much pain and they complain and, 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 they, and they act defeated and they act like everything's going to take them down and it's done and it's over. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. Exactly. 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 Wow. Exactly. We, 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 you hit it right on the head, man. You, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know that, didn't know that you <laughs> went through that. That's crazy. Oh, Yeah. Wow. Oh no wonder, man! I'm sure we have a lot of a lot of parallels, but yeah, it's true. And and, and, and some and right, and I'm sure that you know going through that, that can be. Some people say, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry to happen." You could say that was one of my biggest blessings. Exactly going through that experience, I'm sure it was one of your biggest blessings and teachers of how you want to live the rest of you know this experience. Yeah, because because it's like it's like you know. There was a point where I moved to Israel in my life for like three, three years. And what I loved about the Israeli culture was the fact that they lived their life like tomorrow would be their last. 
So it was never, it was never um, um, a, a, a wasting of conversation. There was never a, a wasting of anything. It was always like, if I'm going to eat food, I'm going to taste it. If I'm going to make love, I'm going to make love. If I'm going to hang out with my friend and have a conversation, I'm going to have a conversation. Because tomorrow, a bomb could hit us. It's not promised, right? Right? It's not just, oh, it's, let me just get this. Let me just get through this. No, let me do this. Let me do this. Mm. Like this, like, you know, because this is marketing in history. People act like this. People act like this life is a dress rehearsal. Like, oh, yeah, I got it. <laughs> you got to keep going. You go. You go like life, yeah, like you're going to get take two. Like, nah, ain't no take two. And, 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 you know, I do believe life and energy goes on. But in this form, as as Sean and Durek, you know, as as Brandon, who I am, you know, major that we got to do that now. So that hopefully this is a message for someone who's hearing this. Whatever that is you've been trying to do, think about, yo, I want to do that. But putting it off, putting it off, do that because, you know, tomorrow is not promised. Let's do it now. Let's get it done. And let's and let's move on to the next thing. Keep living our purpose. Keep living our higher purpose. And we never know what we will, who we will inspire and what we will create that goes on long beyond our physical life and existence. And, that, and that's kind of, you know, where I am now. It's like, yo, let's, let's do things now that go on long past that to help future generations, our, our families, uh, you know, everything. Like, and we all have the power to do that. Not just, not just us. Everyone has a unique power to do that when they zone in on it. And most of the time we know what that is, right? We know what it is we can do or we know what we really want to do. There's a little feeling, but there's sometimes something telling us, oh, no, no, that's impossible. That's impossible. That's impossible. You know, and that's, and we got to get rid of that voice and just go, go for it. I know people who are listening all over the world right now um, are just feeling lit. They're just, they're just, what I, I call it, the word that I use is uh, people are living pop rocks. Cause you know, I, I was like, one time I was eating this candy called Pop Rocks and it just came to me. I was like, I'm Pop Rocks living. Like this is, this, this way I feel in my mouth with these things jumping around like that. Like this is Pop Rocks living, you know? And so <laughs> I said like, I, I like that. Giants, you know, we're giants in life. We're like these, we look like we're these little people, but inside this body is a giant and the giant yeah. waking up. Infinite potential, infinite. Mm. Yes. And you know what? That thing that you just said right there, can you just say that again? You said uh, people act like this is a dress rehearsal. Yeah, we act like, sometimes we act like, <laughs> we act like life is practice. Like, okay, and cut. Like, no, no, this is not, this is not a warm up. This is, this is happening right now. Everything you see right now that you can look out and touch it, it or that's there. And now is the only moment we have. So, we, we, you know, it's great to plan and have things, but. One thing, I, I got a chance to talk to, he's the uh, founder of Twitter, this guy named Jack Dorsey. And I asked him, how do you, hey, this guy's a billionaire, he's young, billionaire. And, I, and he was part of, he's a part of Square, Cash App, all of these things that are now becoming so big in our, in our world and our consciousness and everything. And I asked him, how do you go about executing something that big of an idea? How do you do that? What he told me was what we're saying. He said this. I go in each moment. I say, where I am, where am I right now? And what is the best thing I can do right now to get where I'm trying to go? Not like, you know, looking at what I'm trying to build. And we get overwhelmed, right? If you say, I'm going to build Twitter, this worldwide thing. No, what can I do right now with what I have available to me right now 
to, to execute it. And then, and then we're not living in that dress rehearsal. We're, we're, we're acting, we're going, you know, we're on. And, and so that's when, you know, we got to look at each moment. What can we do? Where, where are we trying to go? That's what tension, keep our focus. Where are we trying to go? What are we trying to do? Okay. That's what we try to do right now. What can I do to get closer to that? Should I be, if I'm trying to be an Olympic athlete, can I be, can I be training? Can I be studying? Can I be watching something on YouTube? Can I, can I do some pushups? Can I, you know, what can I do right now that gets me a little closer to that? And then, you know, all of those compounded little, little steps over time create something. And you look up and you're like, oh, snap, I'm here. Like, I just crossed the finish line. I'm here. I did it. Let's go, you know? Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm just taking all of it. This, this, just this love, all this, this just wisdom that you just, you know, talking and sharing. I'm getting like vibes through my body, energies. My ancestors are in the room. I can hear them singing. I mean, it's good. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Because like there was a time where, I used to sit back and I used to tell my friends, I go, you know, one day I'm going to make shamanism known globally. I'm going to bring it to the medical world. I'm going to bring it to doctors and scientists and I'm going to show them that, that magic and powers are real. And they're like, how are you going to do that? And I said, I'm going to do it. And then the, I remember the first day when I was on the Paramount lot and the, the TV show, the doctors were like, we recognize your work and we see what you're capable of doing and we want to show the world your power and what you can do. You got it. We want you on our show. And uh, it was like my, one of my friends called me and said, wow, you did it. You're like, and I sitting down, I'm sitting down in rooms with like 20 doctors, 30 doctors explaining to them the ethics and understanding of, of how we move from physical to, to the invisible and how does the invisible react to the physical and all of these things. And, you know, it just, it started when I was a little boy at eight years old and just stayed on that path of believing, even when people were throwing apples and making fun of me at school, calling me a freak, telling me I'm crazy, you know, all these different things, like. I just said, okay, you know what? I'm going to take all that in and just see that as knowing that, that I have to continue this path. And that's why I love what you said. <laughs> yeah, I love that energy, man. Let's go. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> Let's ride that. That's what it's about. <laughs> Let's people have, go, to, people have to, to, to understand that. Instead of sitting up moping around, oh, we do, we do, we do, we do, we do. No. Get out of that Scooby-Doo mentality where you're just sitting there, I don't know what we're doing, we want you to know. No, like what you said, take it to the next level. Everything you do, do it with passion. Do it with, with all you are so that you can see that, that beautiful kingdom be built. Everything you're doing is building a little bit of that and a little bit of this. So we, all of a sudden one day that, that kingdom is in front of you. Yes, yes, yeah. king. Yes. Amen. 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 I, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. We, we hit a state of harmony right now. <laughs> yes, we most certainly have. <laughs> yeah. Most certainly have. I, so how can people, you know, get in touch with you? Uh, where can they get your album? Can you tell yes, them what so, album you have out and what, you know, tell us. Yes. Tell us. So we just recently released the first mainstream album that uses sound healing frequency. We most of the songs are recorded at 432 hertz. And, and basically what we started doing was writing. We want to make standard where the, the, the frequency is attached to the song. To, you see it as you read the song. So you know what you're getting. Long term, my vision is for it to be like nutrition facts for audio. Like how you read right now, you know, oh, there's this much sugar. 
in this cookie I'm eating. There's this much that. I wanted to know these are these frequencies in this song and this is what it helps with. These are frequencies I can avoid. So basically I started this process. Um, right now it's, it's very basic, but it's called Volume 1 Frequency. And my name is Major, M-A-E-J-O-R. And I spelled it M-A-E-J-O-R in remembrance of my grandmother, Edna May, who, who passed away. Mm. Oh, we were very close. M-A-E-J-O-R. And so everything is kind of based off, like you're saying, lineage, grandparent. Everything is, is based off of that. So Major is my name. You can find me on any social media. And Volume 1 Frequency is the first mainstream sound healing album in history. And we just released it. Um, already got millions of plays. There's already having successful songs. One of the songs is blowing up in, in Europe and France right now. And so it, it's, it's awesome to see what the music is doing, um, how it's resonating in 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 a, in a mainstream vibe, and also how it's you know the intention of the music is completely different. So hopefully we inspire, and I know it's already inspiring other artists to to follow along this path. And um, I produce as well for the way I got into the industry was producing for many of the pop artists and most of the mainstream people you hear on the radio. So I've been using this frequency in their music. So it's about to be a complete. Um, a complete wave of this and it's exciting and thank you for having me um, you know having me on to help kind of highlight that oh you know what don't you know I always say the first thank you goes to you because you're the one who manifested this this meeting and so then the second set thank you goes to me so I just want you you know I say because I always feel like people when they say thank you they understand that you're the creator you're the manifester so first thank you goes to you brother I'll take thank the second. You, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All thank yous. All thank yous are welcome. You know, yeah. gratitude, right? That that word opens the door for uh, for happiness. So thank you. I say that as many times as I can mm. in a day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. What a great, amazing conversation uh, with Major. And just having that connection with such an amazing, beautiful soul on the planet who is really tearing down those walls and barriers that most people as artists like to fall into to create this look or idea of who they are so that the general public and the mainstream populace can get into them. But what's really unique when you see an artist actually step into a space of their own uniqueness, their own individuality, right? Where they center themselves in their own autonomy and their expression that comes forth as they see it and then bring that into the world and bring the magic through what they do. And I love how, you know, when I asked him about growing up to do music, he didn't say like, oh yeah, I wanted to be this famous person or I wanted to be the top charts, you know, and all these different things. What he said was he didn't know what was going to happen with the music that he's doing now. He had no clue about the influential factor of that music. But what he did know, and this is something that every and each and every person needs to always remember, was he wanted to have fun. Just that simple word, fun, changes everything. There's so many people in the world right now who are doing things that aren't fun. 
And that's why they're not excelling because they're not amplifying that magnetic energy, that frequency that says, I love what I'm doing. When you feel good about something, then good energy goes out into the world and it brings more good things to you. But when you feel uncomfortable and happy, if you feel like a slave to what you're doing, you're actually sending that energy out. And then your brain wants to start protecting you from all of the uncomfortable, aggressive energies that you're picking up on by doing something that you don't like doing. And then it just creates more sabotage and more dissonance from the thing that really brings you joy because you're falling into a trap or pattern, which is literally not recognizing yourself. And so the first key to recognizing the self, because a lot of times people will say to me, Shaman Derek, you know, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? I said, well, first purpose is for you to show up, right? Show up and be there for yourself. Fill yourself, get full, live in you for, for a season. For a season, doesn't mean forever, just for a season. You're gonna always live in you. But once you get comfortable living in you, then you can step outside and share that with the rest of the world and still live in you and not lose that foothold, that throne, that space of sitting there in your majesty, in your kingdom and orchestrating beautiful energies out into the world without stepping outside of your kingdom. So a lot of times when people don't get to get into themselves, they step outside of that to give to others and their their kingdom is abandoned, <laughs> their throne is abandoned, their majesty, their crown is on the ground, everything is in turmoil. So when they actually get back to the self, they're like, wow, I've done all this stuff outside, but I don't still reap the benefits and I don't see any changes happening. That's because you keep leaving you. So get in you. And so the first key to getting you is having fun. Because what did we do when we were kids? We had fun. We weren't thinking about all these things that we think about nowadays. We thought about having fun, playing. When does our friend come moving for a play date? What type of toys can we get involved in? What kind of games can we play? What kind of sports can we get into? What is going to make us feel good as, a child, as children is the same thing that's going to make us feel good as adults. And yet, even though we feel like we have to pay the bills and do all these things, these things will take care of themselves the more we actually start to have fun. If we don't have fun, then we actually are communicating to the source within us and to the universe and to every single brother and sister who is the sole reflection of us that we're unhappy. And so we start attracting more unhappiness because we're actually saying, this is where I'm willing to put my energy. So I really like that idea that he really stuck true to being who he is was coming from fun. And then all the other pieces just fall right into place, right? And so he's producing for mainstream. And what does that mean? Well, that means that when you're producing for mainstream, you have, you have to meet a certain criteria on the way in which you deliver things and the way you create things for the general public. But he was spending a lot of time with his friend who was a monk who was talking about chanting and how each chant puts you in a different state of consciousness. And what I love about that is because when you actually realize that it's about getting into a different state of consciousness, why do we listen to music? Wait a second. When I listen to country music, I can tell you right now, I go into a different state of consciousness. And if I listen to French music, I go into a different state of consciousness or jazz or blues or classical or classic rock or hip hop or anything. I go into different states of consciousness and all of a sudden, if I'm sitting down, listening to sound bowls, listening to chants, listening to oming, I go into a different state of consciousness. And so having that clarity, you know, allowed him to be able to step into that place and say, wait, I want to create something that 
allows me to bring that energy into the mainstream. You know, and in shamanism, we see the alchemy of music as a doorway, a pathway, a gateway to embedding code into the mind, into the body, into the world, into the greater whole of our brothers and sisters in our community, right? And so when we speak, like, like Major said, we crystallize it into this realm right? That means we bring it into form and we crystallize it. We lock it in. So the alchemy in shamanism is the understanding that the music is the sorcery. It is the magical energy codes that are building intellect and helping people see the possibility in themselves, or it's bringing destructive ways, degrading them, limiting them and holding them back and keeping them in lack and limitation. That's why I always say, It's very important what you choose to listen to and what you choose to vibe out to, you know, because if the words are degrading in some way, or if the words are talking about lack and limitation, if the words are telling you like, you know, you're not going to have enough money and it keeps repeating it over and over again, you're literally saying a mantra, which is literally a chant, which is literally a spell, which is literally embedding code. And at that point, you have to make a decision if you're going to keep putting that code into you because it's important. Because like what Major was saying is that when you think about it, where do you see music needing to get to. And what he was talking about was this scripture in the Bible, which says that the power of life and death is held in the tongue. Now, I don't know about you, but it's true. You can say something to someone that's most beautiful, like all the time saying beautiful things. Like for instance, I always say to my bonus, the youngest daughter, every day I see her before she walks out the door to go to school or she goes to her horse jumping competitions. I'm always like, you're powerful. You're amazing. You're beautiful. You're a genius. You can do anything. You've got this. You rock, you know? And this smile comes on her face and it just lights up the room, right? And that's how we want to speak to people. We want to speak to people in the way that this beautiful way where we're actually creating this this symphony of creativity and energy and power and strength and vigorance and health and beauty and everything that that people deserve because we're all children of this beautiful divine source that is this limitless source of love and attention towards that love for us to have and we keep blocking it by holding on and speaking the death tongue versus the life tongue and I'm really glad that he said that because that's a very powerful thing to remember. And it's so important. So I'm just going to say it again for you to remember, right? The power of life and death is in the tongue. Wow. So when we bring all that awareness of power, what is this I'm doing and what am I creating with my words? Why am I creating this business? What am I saying to this person that I'm in relationship with? What am I saying to my friend or my coworker or my boss? What am I saying to anybody at any time? And is what I'm saying making more love? more joy, more experiences of joy, happiness, freedom, elation, and bliss on our planet that is literally changing the molecule structures and the energy forms of the person you're speaking to? Or are you going at them with this negative conversation and dialogue that is literally breaking apart the energy forms in the body, creating a stagnant energy in the system, which means slow density energy that is actually ricocheting off each other and causing inflammation, tension, aggression, um, just stress, right? Just stress. You know, you ever had that 
that person who just constantly nags you, the reason why it bothers you is because they're constantly nagging you. And what that nagging makes you feel is like there's an urgency. And then there's also a a point of you feeling that they don't believe in you so much because they keep nagging you. And so then you get to a point where you start to kind of retaliate by either one, sabotaging yourself so that they can be right. And you can be like, see, because of all this, this is what you get. Because that's one of our ways of rebelling. Or the other way would be to politely just go crazy and get angry and upset. Or you can simply just go, okay, you know what? I'm not going to let this energy of you nagging me me put my focus there. I'm going to put my focus with myself. And so it's important for us to really look at that. You know, one of my mentors that I look up to and that I that I pay attention to a lot in, in my walk of life and the way in which I walk on this earth is Jesus. Now, a lot of people who aren't religious and people who are atheists and people who don't believe that there ever was a Jesus... Either or, even if it wasn't or it is, you know, for me, it was. And you can believe what you want. But for me, it's not about the Bible that I pay attention to, nor never did I. I mean, I listened to it. I learned the scriptures. I read all the books of Acts. I read Corinthians. I read all of it, really, over and over and over again, because I had to go to Bible school because my grandfather was this big minister. And it was important that we always knew when he threw a verse at us what we were talking about. And if we didn't, we had to get on our knees and stay there for a long time until he would let us get up. And sometimes he even put rice on the ground so that we would have to like kneel on the rice and we'd have to like go over that scripture over and over again. Pretty tough, right? But for me, what really stood out for me in the Bible was the love of Christ. It was not just the love, but it was also the tough love where Christ wasn't like, you know, I'm going to sit here and just walk on eggshells and like make and try to make it people please everyone and make them happy. Christ was like, no, I'm going to tell you exactly what I think from a place of love. I'm going to tell you exactly what I feel from a place of love. I'm not going to alienate you. I'm not going to cut you off. I'm not going to write you off. Even if you if you try to destroy me or if you betray me, I'm still going to love you to the very last day. And what I'm going to do in through that love, I'm going to see the possibility of your your choice that's available to you to change into being a greater you, right? Christ didn't walk around going like, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad. You're all going to hell and you're going to burn at the stakes. No, Christ walked around going, I love you, I love you, I love you. And oh, and the spirit that I just took out of that person's body, I love you too. And I love you and you and you and you and you and you. And even the person who's hurting me right now, I love you. And I'm going to keep loving you because you don't understand who I am and what I'm doing. And we have to remember that, right? Because the the consciousness of humanity is that everyone thinks they know the other person, but the the real truth is for them to get to know themselves, not to focus so much on what the other person is doing, because that will come out in the way that the universe wants it to come out for them to be able to remember how to step into a place of more love and more, more grace and more integrity. It's about you finding more out about you you so that you're not going around demonizing, villainizing, and like telling people they're just completely horrible and awful because you yourself are not wanting to sit on your throne and run your own kingdom. Like I always say, stay out of my kingdom, go back to your kingdom, and let's merge our kingdoms and become an even greater kingdom, right? So I really love that. And I love how when you use words in the way that you can you can see where we can adapt our words to each individual. 
every day we get a chance to do that. Like I do with my bonus kids and like I do with my girlfriend and like I do with my friends and my family. And there's days where I don't always say the right thing. And that's not about me beating myself up and saying the wrong thing because I didn't say the right thing, right? It's like, it's a very kind of catch-22 situation. It's like, if I make a mistake, right? Which basically means I didn't hit the mark, which means I didn't execute love. So if I didn't execute love in a situation, if I said something that was because of trigger or something that I'm not comfortable with yet or something I'm still processing to get to a place of really coming into acceptance with, the idea is not to beat up on the self because if you don't do something here, you don't do something there in the same way because then you just fall into a deeper trap of disparity and and fear and and just feeling down and you know and that's not what the human spirit needs and Again, the greatest way to show creation that you love your life is by demonstrating acts of pleasure, joy, and ecstasy, not demonstrating acts of violence or telling someone off or being angry at someone or just constantly going at someone and looking for everything wrong and and looking for wrong in yourself as well. That's all been created by the imbalance of the frequencies that come from source because it's been distorted by the concept and the attention that men and women put on the source as being a source that gets angry and upset and all these different things, right? It doesn't matter if it's Allah or if it's it's Jehovah or if it's God, right? It's the idea that human beings have turned God into a domesticated warden who who wants you to follow certain rules and indoctrinations. And if you don't, there's consequences to your actions. And those consequences will be met with either you not having enough money or not good health or things won't work out for you. So I can't tell you how many times I hear people beg. Right, And so it's important for us to realize that that's not what God is. That's not what Allah is. That is not what Jehovah is. It has nothing to do with any of those paradigms of, of duality and, you know, and you're getting rewarded or you're not. It's not based on that. It's based on pleasure, ecstasy, bliss, and joy. Pleasure, ecstasy, bliss, and joy. Like literally, the more ecstasy and pleasure and bliss you feel, the greater alliance you are making with the whole entire universe. So, you know, what I love is when we, when we look at and understanding music, right? Because music is something that we're all influenced by, no matter where you are in the world, even if you're in a tribe somewhere and you're off in some remote place where no human beings have yet to come, music is taking place there, which I really, really love. It could be someone just banging a coconut and there's music right there. So the idea of it is to understand that as we adapt and understand that the translation of words of power are amplified into the world through music, there's a greater responsibility in music that has to happen. It's like It's like Major said, the energy of the chef goes into the food, which is Ayurvedic wisdom. So if the energy of the chef goes into your food, that means that if you go to a restaurant and the chef is really angry, that's going in your food. That's why I always, always cleanse my food of any type of distorted magnetisms that are coming from fear, lack, limitation that the chef may or may not have since he's been in the kitchen or she's been in the kitchen screaming and yelling at everyone. And that's going in the food, right? 
So the more that our environments are harmonious and loving and supportive, the more our cells and our body is responding with that harmonious vibration, which is quite nice. So as Major says, if the chef is putting its energy into the food based on this Ayurvedic wisdom, then it's the same for artists. And it's the same for people who create music or who do healing or who anything you do. It's like, are you bringing love? Are you bringing this beautiful, powerful energy of love into everything you do, right? And so when we understand that, we understand that artists are channelers and they're channeling these different spiritual contexts that are being presented from the spirit world. And the artist is the vessel to translate the messages from spirit through what whatever medium they choose. If it's a DJ, if it's a a singer, or if it's a pianist or a celloist or a poet or anyone, any type of art, dance, you name it. There's so many expressions on the planet. I don't want to go through the whole list, but I think you got the picture, right? So then... So then we look at, wow, that's amazing. So if we are just channels of energy flowing through us and then we let us go into a deeper space with ourselves as we allow ourselves with the channel without judgment. So a lot of times when people go into their channels, they're always trying to analyze things as good and bad. That's because they're still stuck in the paradigm. They're stuck in the paradigm. They don't understand that everything that is showing up in your life is leading you to become this powerful master, this spiritual master. But you are looking for the wrong and the right in people. So you're spending more time outside of yourself on a witch hunt than spending more time on yourself on a love embracing journey. So the consciousness is always waiting for you to return back to your throne, sit in your throne and be a channel of whatever needs to come through because whatever is being channeled, what you call good or bad is actually leading you to become the powerful source of energy resource that you are on the planet. And so we have to be mindful of that. But at the same time, we have to not go into a space of judgment. So when we do that, we begin to realize that we literally are these humans with great resource for greater intelligence on the planet to step into full actualization. So do you find it a challenge to move through the static of life? Is it difficult to maintain creativity? And as 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 we think about that, what does that mean to you? Because as Major was saying, static is a distorted signal. Ha, huh. a distorted signal. So we have a lot of static on our planet right now. A lot. People going against each other, getting mad at each other for each person's perception and view of life. Someone doesn't like this because you're living this way and they're not living that way, so they think you're wrong. That's all static. It's all distortion. And human beings distort because they feel insecure by someone else being them. Isn't that an interesting thing? Like we go to war and we do all of these very chaotic things on our planet because we're so uncomfortable with where we are and who we are and what we have instead of recognizing how we can begin to step into a new awareness, which allows us to step outside of all of that, get out of the static the static energy of that distorted signal. And as we improve our receptivity, our receiving abilities, we improve the strength of our transmission. That means if people spent more time listening and less time 
talking and analyzing people, more time observing and witnessing versus trying to figure it out and come up with all of these zany and quacky and ideas. I mean, I have friends where I've had situations where they'll start thinking about things about me. They'll start thinking about things I said to them, things about this, things about that. And they think and think and think and think and think, but they don't observe from a place of love. They just think and think and think. And then all of a sudden they're like, that was dark or this was this, or I didn't like this, or what was that about? And da, 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 da. Because they're stuck. They're stuck in the platform that the matrix wants them to get stuck in, which is you'll never find nirvana. You'll never find heaven on earth. You'll never find utopia in whatever that represents presents to you if you continue to be a static frequency. Mind blow. A static frequency is a person who creates distortion with other people. Any form of distortion, even when you're arguing with someone, even when you're trying to be right, even when you want to prove a point, even when you want to get into this place of chaos, if you're not demonstrating acts of love, acts of wisdom to bring, to bring back everything back to love and moving in words of love, thinking in waves of love, hearing with love, seeing with love, then you are creating distortion. You are creating a static energy. And that only creates more problems on our planet. So as we improve our receiver, as Major says, which is so important, our ability to receive, if people could just sit down and engage one another, sit down and have a real conversation from the heart, not from a blame, shame, you're a bad person, but more from a let's listen and hear you. And let's not make it about right and wrong and what you did to me, because what you did to me and what I did to you is irrelevant. And what is important is how do we get back into a place of love? Now, in order for someone to get back into a place of love, they have to start trusting themselves. It's not about trusting you. It's about trusting themselves, right? So that's a really important thing because when we get back to that beautiful place of being that receiver, then we our strength of our transmission, once we get into that beautiful place, we get back into that resonant transmission. That means our ability to create, generate harmony. So that is how we begin to operate within the science of our body as well. Our body is beyond science. It can't, some scientists can't even understand, you know, what happens to the body. Even with music, when music touches you or you hear it, some people will start dancing. That's because the body is communicating back to the frequencies and sounds and octaves that are being sent to it. Again, the body is an intelligent resource. So with the right music that brings harmony to the body, the body itself knows how to to heal itself. So it becomes its own catalyst to its own healing. And all we're doing, as Major said, he said, I'm not the healer. I'm just here to bring in that energy. And then you and your body's intelligence finds a way to create what it needs from that. And that's where the healing begins. So we're just holding space and helping people remember that they can facilitate and see another person coming into a place of merging into the spectrum of the possibility of healing through being receptive and open to that which is being demonstrated right and that's really where it comes into so when we talk about when we talk about the dreams you know we talked about the dreams in our conversation the dreams needs the witness to to the dreamer right so the dreamer is the dreaming of the dream. 
So the dreamer is the dreamer of the dream, as we would say, right? It's the living dream. It's the, it's the understanding of lucid living, living lucidly. The dreamscape is the other dream, but the dreamscape is just the world that moves differently from our world, but they're all connected. So when we understand how we're operating in a way we think in our minds, our mind is constantly in the being in the space of witnessing the dream and actually creating the dream. So that's why sometimes when a person says to me like, oh, I'm Shaman Dark, I'm so confused. I'm like, that's because you want to be confused. They're like, well, what do you mean I want to be confused? And like, and that's because now you want to battle the part of you that doesn't want to look at the part of you that wants to be confused. They're like, but why would I want to battle? I said, well, that's what you're doing. You're trying to generate a conversation of debate with me, which means that you yourself don't want to confront you yourself and see why you choose and why you have chosen the energy and the frequency of confusion. So for me, what good does it do me to play in this game with you of let's argue and prove a point that no, that's not what it is. What do I gain from that? A headache? Um, Stress? Uh, My cells being um, activatedly attacked by these aggressive frequencies and energies that's causing inflammation in my body, which can lead to all types of autoimmune situations and disease. And do I really want to continue having these discordant energies pervading my personal space while I'm in my kingdom because you're unwilling to go back to yours? I don't think so. So what I love about that is us really being in a space of recognizing that if we're the dreamer and we're witnessing the dream and dreaming the dream into form, wouldn't it make sense for us to really become the person who is the witness talking to the dreamer? So when we say something like, I don't know what I want to do, be like, is that easier for you to say than to look at what you really want to do? Like we start to have those conversations. And what I love about what Major was talking about is that in the music industry, most music from everything from Tupac and all the different artists that he um, described put their music at four. Four zero hertz, which is basic in the music industry. And he wanted to find something that wasn't too like woo-woo in the sense of like most people in mainstream don't want to hear chants and they don't want to hear gongs and they don't want to hear spa music, right? What they do want to hear is they want to hear something that makes them feel like, yeah, that's, that's sexy, that's hot, right? So what he did, instead of going at a four four zero hertz, he went to a four three two frequency, which is a sound healing mainstream uh, sound healing frequency for the mainstream. So basically, the music people want to hear is normal pop songs. You don't realize that there is a healing that's taking place when you're listening to it because he moved the frequency into a four three two hertz frequency, which is pretty amazing. So a lot of people don't realize that. A 432 frequency is the closest way to hide in the mainstream music so that when people in the mainstream are listening, they're having fun, you know, have, they're listening to this pop music and, and grooving and moving, but they don't realize that they're actually in a sound bath of healing that is actually generating and regenerating energy forms in their body that are moving at all of these different spaces and movements in them that's opening up their meridians, balancing their chakras, illuminating their energy presence so that they're able to have a greater healing just by listening to his music. I mean, 
it's pretty amazing, right? So the thing is, is that when we understand that the greater populace is the, is the, the people who are in the mainstream, the people who are not meditating, the people who are not doing yoga, the people who are throwing Coke cans out of the window and still throwing plastic bottles in the ocean and really don't care so much about the environment and really don't care so much about their health. And, you know, because it's so easy for us to, to, to share information with people who are operating in the field of spiritual intelligence and health and wellness and biohacking and all these different things that we as beings are getting into and have been into. It's another thing to talk to someone who pollutes their body and goes to parties and all of these things, which is a natural part of the human initiation, which is to walk away from the tribe, go off on your walkabout, get crazy, get wild. You know, I did it. I'm sure you did it. A lot of people do it, right? And it's like just blowing off all that steam and just getting out of there, out of that box, out of that, out of that space of like the rules and regulations and just letting yourself go wild, you know? So the idea is if that's the industry, if that's the music that's playing in these clubs all around the world and kids and teenagers and everybody and adults are dancing to it, you know, then why not hide those frequencies in the music that is actually creating healing? So all of a sudden... They don't throw that plastic bottle in the ocean. They don't throw the Coke can out the window. For some reason, they decide, you know what? I'm going to take up yoga. I'm going to meditate. And they don't even know why they're doing it. Because people like Major is the reason why. Because he's utilizing the spiritual understanding of frequency, bringing it into the music, bringing it into the mainstream. They don't even know unless he points it out. This is what hurts. This is what kind of frequency you're actually listening to. This is why you feel the way you do afterwards. And all of that medicine that's coming into them. It's really powerful, right? So my whole philosophy in life is really simple, right? It's recognizing that if you truly are a person of love and light, okay, then it doesn't mean that you don't hold space for the darkness and you're not just giving free hugs at festivals and then not giving free hugs to those who are coming off the refugee boats. It means you come real and you come now with humanness, right? Come real, come now with humanness. That means that you're not putting up plateaus and pedestals and buying things to make yourself look like you're, you're, you're more sophisticated or you're more this or you're more that. You buy it because you actually enjoy it. You like it. It lifts you. It shifts you. It keeps you lit. And it makes you want to share more love with the world. This is not about the old paradigm. The hierarchies and all of these different things are falling away. And if you keep holding on and grasping to that security blanket, right, it's going to fall away and you're going to fall away with it. And so this is why right now it's important for us to begin to look at new ways to, to reform our populace, our global community by utilizing what even what Major is doing by sneaking in those hurts into the music and giving them this healing that actually makes them go into a healing behavior afterwards and they don't even know why they're doing it. All of a sudden they hear his music at a party and then the next day they're eating um, uh, some raw food and vegan because they don't feel the need to eat meat because they can feel the energy of the essence of the animal and how it was killed or whatever. It could be a multiple things. That person decides to go to yoga class and have done yoga in their life. All of a sudden they're like, hey, I want to go do this, right? Or, or any of the things that are available to us out there, which is a lot. So there's no reason for us not to evolve. That's for sure. So when we understand that, we get to level up. We don't level up 
when we're in our safe place because to get out of the safe place is what creates change. So we have to dig in and stand strong and shine forth. I'm going to say it again. Dig in, stand strong, shine forth. Just know who you are. And the who you are will change as you evolve. So who I was 10 years, five years, or two years ago, or even just yesterday, there is miraculous changes, micro changes that lead to macro changes that have created a whole new understanding of how I see and perceive this world. So, you know, what I loved about what Major shared, and this was from a very humble and loving place. And he said that cancer humbled him to share with the tribe, right? That understanding of through the cancer those moments gave him insight like real deep insight and the insight that he got was don't take life for granted i'm sure you can raise your hand and say that on some level you take life for granted every time you're complaining and arguing and bickering and saying life sucks and this thing and that thing you're actually taking life for granted because there's so many things you can engage in in that moment to make life not suck anymore Like for me, when I go into like depressions or sadnesses, and yes, I do have them. And just because I'm a shaman doesn't mean I have it all figured out. And anyone you meet who's spiritual says that they have it all figured out, they definitely don't. Are people who said, I've worked on myself, I did all this work, and now I'm here to help you. It doesn't quite work like that. Unfortunately, as long as you are in the human body, there are people on the planet who are holding certain frequencies and energies that will affect you or have you taken it on to actually transmit it so that you can help your brothers and sisters be able to regenerate and to lift faster and quicker in this quantum field. That means that as long as you are on this planet and as long as there's someone on this planet who's suffering and in pain, we're not healed because the healing is not just individually, it's collectively. And so what I love is that when Major said that this gave him insight Sometimes we go through those places in life to gain insight and to get a greater understanding when he has seen other people who had worse than him, you know, kids and different people who were dying and who were going through so much pain and going through all of these things. And he got to see like this, this attitude of not taking life for granted was like, wait, I'm not going to wait anymore. It's like, wait, let's do it now. Because the time that it takes for something to manifest on our planet, which is literally different in the dream world, but it literally happens in seasons. And so start now. Because why wait? Why hold yourself back from doing what you love? Because you're waiting for something to happen. You get to decide to make it happen. And again, if you were to say to me, Shaman Durek, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing with my energy, I would simply say to you, you do, you just don't believe in the energy that you have to do it. So again, I welcome you to to really step into that place and recognize that beautiful lessons that Major shared with us in today's share and to look at yourself as this beautiful being who has limitless possibility and all that's waiting for you to be able to get into that space is to go back to your throne and get out of someone else's kingdom. 
<laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Love you. I've created the Healing Temple because people all over the world want and need healing, but don't have the access to those healers or can't afford them. One of the biggest high-ticket items in the world today is remote healing, but some sessions cost hundreds to even thousands of dollars. And for only $10, the Healing Temple is a collective space for people to come together every Friday for 30 minutes. Participants are opening a wellspring of abilities, alleviating stress and brain fog, where the mind becomes more optimized and performance-based, and where you learn to utilize energy to up-level your consciousness. The Healing Temple also helps to break down walls where you begin operating in awareness of wellness, feeling ambitious and inspired like things are really changing in your life. Inside the Healing Temple, you're also stepping into a world where you might experience phenomenons that you thought wasn't possible. Something as small as a chill or the hair standing on the back of your neck becomes like an opening door. Some members have even said they've experienced increased psychic abilities and that these sensations have intensified with following sessions. I've trained my powers to impact change and I've learned how to get results. Who doesn't want to feel good? The Healing Temple is not only beneficial to you, but also to those around you because when you're feeling good, you shine that positive energy onto others, your partner, your children, co-workers, even your dog or your cat. Everyone around you begins to feel better because you are feeling better. It's a rippling effect that's much needed on this planet. We need the Healing Temple more than ever right now because of all of that's happening in the world, the social political structures, calamities, chaos, and feelings of hopelessness and despair. The social climate is on high and this pressure cooker is taking a negative toll on how many of us feel. The Healing Temple offers comfort on a global level because when more people are feeling good, the more kindness, generosity, and realness is generated. For only $10, I invite you to become part of the community that seeks to do good, to feel good, and to make this world a better place. Go to shamandurek.com and click the Healing Temple to join our wellspring of healing, restoration, and elevated consciousness. See you in the temple. Thank you so much for tuning in to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Tribe, I love you all so much. And if you want to stay connected, be sure to check me out on IG at Shaman Durek. And if you have any questions whatsoever, please visit shamandurek.com or contact info at shamandurek.com to learn more. And remember, tribe, no matter what, stay lit.